What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. you each and every week tuning in with us online but what we want to do is if you're local come on by we'd like to meet you in person pray with you about whatever needs you may have going on in your life my name is Trenton Cruz I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church and we just want you to know God loves you no matter what you're going through right now so without further ado come on Lisa let's give them a word this morning I could have very well prepared, but I'll be honest with you. As uh, soon as I was asked, I sat in the chair and I said, Lord, there are so many, so many things I could say because my heart's so full of him. And there's so many things I want to say. I want to tell you who he is and who you are. And there's all kinds of avenues I could go, but I want him to lead. Okay. So Father, I just thank you for who you are. Lord, I ask that your words come forth from my mouth. Lord, thank you. I honor you. I thank you for this privilege and this honor to be your mouthpiece. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Trenton and his family and Pastor Brett and his family for just honoring you by using me to give forth your word. Lord, I ask for ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive. Jesus' mighty name, have your way. Amen. As we were singing that uh, Let It Rain, that Let It Rain, I was singing Soften the Hearts. That's what rain rain does. It softens the ground, right? Amen. The hardest of grounds that cannot be tilled. You add a little bit of rain and you can till that ground. The word goes forth as seed into our hearts. There's so many parables in the word that talk about that. The seed fell on rocky ground. The seed fell on thorny ground. The seed fell on good ground. So I'm believing today the Holy Spirit has prepared each and every heart that's here, each and every heart that will be listening later to receive this word the Lord has. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go to Luke. Luke 12. Ah, my Bible's so tore up. <laughs> A little bit tore up. <laughs> All right, Luke 12. We're going to start with verse 4. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Now, what that fear means, that does not mean fear, terrified, scared, coward in the corner. It means in awe of the majesty and the might of our God. 
He created the universe and created us. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? At that time, sparrows were sold to the poor people who could not afford a lamb sacrifice. Before Jesus became the perfect spotless lamb sacrifice, they had to purchase animals to sacrifice for their sins, and sparrows were sold to poor people who could not afford a spotless lamb. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head, our head, are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are more valued than many sparrows. Now I want us to jump down to verse 22. Then he said to his disciples, and this is Jesus speaking, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, and they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Now jump down to verse 32. Do not fear. He's constantly saying, do not fear. Do not fear. We are at a time where the enemy's trying to get people to fear. What are we going to do for food? What are we going to do for fuel? What are we going to do if we have a blackout? Don't do that. The word says, do not fear. He will clothe us. He will feed us. Do not fear, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Why? Because we are his children. You notice in those verses he's saying value. We are valued. He knows every bird that falls from heaven and dies. He knows every bird, every raven, every animal. And he made us in his own image. We are the only creation that he created in his own image. Right? Amen. Let's go back to Genesis. Oh, I'm getting to a point. The Lord's got me so like, whoo, I'm just like, I'm really under self-control. You have no idea. I get so on fire for him that I could really just be like, well, I'm beside myself right now. But I'm self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Amen? Amen. I love him and I love his word. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now jump down to verse 7 and chapter 2 of Genesis. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being 
I was not raised in church. I did not know God. Really had no desire to know God because the God that I thought I knew, I didn't want nothing to do with. So when I was introduced, I was told that Jesus died because I was a sinner. He had to die because I was a sinner and he wanted to save me so I could live forever with him. Now, I don't know about you, but I wanted to know why. I didn't feel special. I didn't, what is, what is so special about me that this God of the universe wants to save me? Why? But I didn't realize till later, getting in his word and reading his word, having communion with him, it's because he created me and you in the beginning before sin got in. And he not only died for our sins, he didn't die because we are sinners. He died to remove the sin from our life and put back in us the value and worth that was always meant to be. Of who we were always meant to be. Children of God, he as our father, us as children, and to have dominion over the earth. Does that make more sense? The enemy will, look, why do you think the enemy works so hard to beat us down and remind us of what we used to be? Why do you think he so strategically sets up people in our life to remind us of who we used to be? Because when we come to the realization, the truth, that God sent Jesus, his son, to die, not just because of our sins but for our sins and to give us back the true identity, the value and worth that he always seen us as with him in us, why do you think he worked so hard to take that away? He knows. Once we know who we are and who God is, it's over. Game over. Amen. There's nothing in our circumstances that can take that away. Amen. I have often said if our circumstances do not dictate if God loves us. If I lose everything I own, that does not mean God's mad at me. That does not mean I got to go back into I must have a, a curse in my life. I must have done I must have opened a door somewhere. I've lost everything. No. No, that's what the devil wants you to think. That's not true. The love of God for us was settled on the cross. Jesus Christ crucified was his love. I don't see anybody else crucifying themselves for me. Amen. I don't know about you. Maybe you got somebody in your life that's laying their life down and being crucified and beat mercilessly, mercilessly, however you say that word, for you. Nobody I know of for me except for Jesus. The devil does not want us to know who we are because once we know who we are, it's not just about, okay, I'm a sinner. He's forgiven me, and now I'm going to go to heaven. It's not just that. It's a life. He wants us. He sees each and every person the way you were meant to be before sin got in your life. Amen. Amen. He sees your value and your worth of himself in you. That's what he sees. That's what it's about. That's why the enemy lies and he tries to remind us constantly. And when those thoughts come in my mind, this is something the Lord taught me. When those thoughts bombard me, because I had a history of addiction. 
I had a history of homosexuality. I had a history of all kinds of wickedness, witchcraft, all kinds of stuff. And when he reminds me of those things, my arms shoot up in the air. Let me tell you, thank you, Father. That is not who I am. Thank you, Father, that you've redeemed me by your blood. Thank you, Father, that you are forming me into the image of your son, Jesus Christ, that I can lead a life worthy of your son, Jesus Christ, that I can love like you and I can lead like you and I can hear like you and I can speak like you and walk this earth in the value and worth that you gave me by your blood. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know what? That stuff leaves. Amen. He comes back with it. But how's he going how's he going to fight me on that? He can't fight you on that. If we just get a grip that we are not our feelings. Do you think I feel like I have Christ living in me every moment of the day? No. But I know what the word says and it's true. That's what I stand on. We do not live by feelings. Dude, if I live by my feelings, I'd be in this floor groveling. Because of the stuff I did in my past. And I don't have to go into detail. But I guarantee you I have done some wicked, wicked stuff that people in my life at that time said there was no hope for me. I'd be better off dead. I'd be better off without my kid. I had people completely give up on me. I was locked up so many times in jails and institutions. I had given up on me. But you know what? But Jesus. I got a hold of who I really am. It doesn't matter what I did. It doesn't matter what you did. You are valuable to the Lord. Amen. You are so much valuable. Just like he said, you are so much more valuable than the ravens, the sparrows. You are valuable. He sees you. He doesn't see you for what you did five minutes ago. He does not see you for what you did a year ago. He sees himself in you now. He sees himself in you now. He sees your potential, your destiny, your future. He loves you. Amen. If we can just get a grip of that and walk in that, we can hold our heads high in love. And we can see other people's value and worth. Amen. Look, I have to remember when I'm treated harshly or people are being rude to me and mean to me, I have to remember they just don't know who they are. They just don't know who they are yet. They're lost. And the devil wants to get us offended. He wants to get us angry, vengeful, and pray for them out of anger and pray that they get knocked off their high horse or, or pray that God gives them what they deserve. God forbid. If we would have got what we deserve, we'd be dead and in hell. And I have to remember, I have to look through his eyes and his heart for other people. The worst of the worst. I remember I was worst of the worst. If you looked at me wrong, I'd beat you down right where you was at. I didn't care where we were at. And I have to remember because I was that person and somebody else is acting that way to me. They're just blinded. The devil has them blinded. They don't know who they are. They think the life they're living is all there is and there, it's not. And we are to shine the light of this truth to them. Amen. And I do not mean up in their face preaching. Because I got news for you. You're going to be preaching to somebody. You better be able to live what you're preaching. That's right. Just like me up on this podium, every word I'm saying, I will be tested on this. Every word we speak out of our mouth, 
you're going to be tested. You better believe there's going to be some ugly people be coming in my life soon. <laughs> you better bet. I'm telling you. I already know. But we have to love. That's what we were created for. Amen. To love him and to love others. That's why it says, what are the... They asked Jesus, what are the two, what are the, the, the biggest commandments? Two commandments. There's really ten. And there's a whole lot of laws in the Old Testament besides that. But he said, if you live these two, you the rest of it's easy peasy. Why? You love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, well, who is my neighbor? And then he told the parable about the Samaritan. The, the, the man that got beat senselessly, and the and I'm paraphrasing, I can't even remember where it's at, but the, the Levite comes by. Now, the Levites were priests, a priest unto God. They were the only ones that could go into the Holy of Holies and meet with the Lord and, and give a sacrifice. Walk right on by this dude, laying in the ditch, beat up, bloody, beyond recognition. Oh, 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 wow. Okay, well, Lord, I just pray for that person. I hope, you know. And then another guy comes back that's a godly man supposed to be oh, oh. then a Samaritan comes back Jews hated Samaritans Jews hated Samaritans Samaritans did not feel worthy of Jews he's the dude that goes over and cleans this guy up takes him to an inn tells the guy I'll pay for his room whatever he needs help this man that's your neighbor that's what Jesus said. That was his point. We've look, we've got look, this harvest is coming up. I'm telling you, if we don't get a footing of who we are and who he is, it's gonna be blah, 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 blah. People's gonna hear what we're saying, but they're gonna look at our life we're living and they're gonna go, nah, I don't want that. That was my deal when I was in, when I was lost in sin, and I would hear Christians talk about the love of the Lord. I would see their life. I knew them. I would hear them curse when they hit their thumb with a hammer. I would see them in the corner gossiping about people at work. I knew their husband was at the bar cheating on them, and they're preaching to me, telling me I've got to repent for my sin. I thought these are a bunch of hypocrites. No, they just didn't know who they were. Yeah. There's a lot of people in church that love the Lord. They just don't know who they are. Right. It's not. It's it's not for us to judge. It's for us to love. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. It's about the love, the worth and value. God loves us so much. He just didn't die because we were horrible people. He died because in the beginning he breathed into Adam, formed him from the dirt breathed into his nostrils the breath of life it says and he came to life god breathed in each and every nostril in this place and online every person in this world he breathed the breath of life it says god knew us in our mother's womb he knit us together he put us together in the hidden parts god has a plan and purpose and a future for every person in this world and we are responsible that when we allow him in and we have Holy Spirit living in us, we are the ones to take dominion over this earth and the wickedness in this earth and show the people the love of the Lord, not just the words of the Lord. 
and to bring them in and love them, get them saved, bring them in and equip them and strengthen them so they can go out and lay hands on the sick, cast out demons. That's what it is. Amen. 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 That's why Paul was content in nothing and he was content in everything. Why do you think that was? He had a grasp of who he was in Christ and none of this outside stuff mattered. None of it. None of it. I often tell the Lord, Lord, be so powerful and strong in me, Lord, that I can lose everything I have. Just like Job and still fall to my knees and praise and worship you. Still fall to my knees and praise and worship you. And I'll be honest with you, my big trigger the devil uses me on is rejection. He loves to use that on me. Why? Because of my childhood. But you know what I've reminded myself of? It don't bother me now. It used to. I'm horribly. I would just cry because somebody hurt me and I was offended all the time. But the Lord taught me a valuable lesson. I am not offended. He was, he was rejected. It's not about me being rejected. He was rejected. Jesus Christ was rejected. And do you know what else? Do you know what it talks about? He was beaten beyond recognition. It said he was more, more than any man on earth. That means he was unrecognizable. He was beaten worse than what it looked like when they, at that time, they were putting Christians on stakes and burning them, using them for torches. It says Jesus was more, more than that. He was so unrecognizable. Why do you think that was? Because of our identity. He became what we are so we could become who he is. Does that make sense? There's so much in the cross. If we would go back and read step by step, him praying in the garden and sweating drops of blood and every step he took to, before he went to the cross, during the cross and the resurrection that took what we are in sin, what we were, and brought us to who he is and who we are now. That is powerful. So our circumstances don't mean squat. I'm just going to be brutal about it, okay? Forgive me. But it don't mean squat. It don't matter if you're living in a tent. If you have a job, if you don't have a job, if you got laid off, you didn't get laid off, your partner's being unfair to you, whatever. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. That's what the enemy's trying to get us hung up on. Throwing that bait. Ooh, they're offended. Oh, yeah. As soon as they're offended, I can, oh, I'm in there now. Mm. Oh, they think they're being treated unfair. Ooh, I'm in there now. Mm. Oh, they, they're praying for that person, but they're praying with the wrong motive in their heart. And I got them now. Look, I'm learning these. I'm learning that lesson right now at my, at my job where I'm at now. It's not easy. But I have to remember some of these people don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. And if I have been placed there by God Almighty to show these people the light and the love of Jesus, then I have to be humble enough to do that and let him do what he wants to through me. Amen? Amen. amen. All right. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Lord.